0: Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Thank you so much for spending time with me in this teaching, and I would like to really share with you something that is in the heart of God, and we can see this truth in the Scriptures. First of all, I would like to encourage all of you to really get to know the Almighty God. You build relationship with Him, get to know Him, get to know His will, His way, His purposes, His plans, and His promises. And not only that, you should live a life that is pleasing to Him and giving Him the glory. That is the purpose of my life. I want to know the Lord. I know that I'm going to live in eternity with Him in heaven. And as I live on this earth right now, I want to gain more and more understanding and the relationship with Him will be stronger and stronger. And I want to live a life that pleased him so much. Today, I would like to talk about a sensitive subject. And I believe that many of us have made these mistakes, including me as well. I would like to talk about the authority of God and the anointed ones that God appointed to take care of his work on this earth. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, that we can read your scriptures and we can understand and learn from the Holy Spirit. We commit this time to you in Jesus' name. Amen. I would like to start by reading the book of Romans, chapter 13, verses 1 to 2. Everyone must submit to governing authorities, for all authority comes from God, and those in positions. Of authority have been placed there by God. So anyone who rebels against authority is rebelling against what God has instituted and they will be punished. This scripture clearly tells us that God has the highest authority and He is the one who ordained or appointed or delegated His authority to leaders of different institutions, like governmental institution, the family institution, work institution, school institution and church institutions. So we need to understand that in every institution God put a leader over there. He give this man or this woman an authority. And when you study the Bible carefully, you can see that whenever we touch these authorities or we give a hard time to this leadership, we are touching God himself because God is the one who put them there. God is the one who put authority into their life. That's why the Bible clearly said that we should not criticize the leaders in our life like in our church or in our home or at workplace we should submit to them and we should listen to their requests as long as the requests or the commands are not unbiblical or sinful i would like to read a story in the bible concerning king saul and david in first samuel chapter 18 we can read in the Bible, that David was very successful in his work. He went out to fight the Philistines, and every time he went out to fight, he got the victory. Because this man, David, was led by God, was anointed by God. He was the man after God's own heart. And at that time, King Saul was the leader of Israel. King Saul became jealous against David and wanted to kill him. David had to run away with his men in order to save his life. And look at what happened between King Saul and David. Again, David was not the king yet. Saul was the king. He was ordained and anointed by God to be the king of Israel. In 1 Samuel chapter 24, verses 1 to 10, in New Living Translation, after Saul returned from Fighting the Philistines, he was told that David had gone into the wilderness of En Gedi. So Saul chose three thousand. Wow, three thousand people want to chase after one man. Elite troops from all Israel and went to search for David and his men near the rocks of the wild goats, at the place where the road passes some sheep folds. Saul went into a cave to relieve. Himself, he went to rest in the cave. But as it happened, David and his men were hiding farther back in the very cave. Now is the your opportunity. David's men whispered to him, "Today, the Lord is telling you, I will certainly put your enemy into your power to do which as you wish." So David crept forward and cut off a piece of the hem of Saul's robe. But then David's conscience began bothering him because he had cut Saul's robe. David's conscience was clean. He knew that he should not touch the Lord's anointed, not even cut the robe of King Saul. The Lord knows I should not have done that to my Lord. Wow, King Saul tried to kill him, and he called King Saul, my Lord. This man was a humble man. He was the man who feared the Lord. My Lord, the king, he said to his men, the Lord forbid that I should do this to my Lord, the king, and attack the Lord's anointed one. King Saul was anointed by God to be the king of Israel. So that anointing was on him from the Lord. For the Lord himself has chosen him, So David restrained his men and did not let them kill Saul. After Saul had left the cave and gone on his way, David came out and shouted after him, My Lord, the king! And when Saul looked around, David bowed low before him. Then he shouted to Saul, Why do you listen to the people who say I am trying to harm you? This very day you can see with your own eyes, It is not true, for the Lord placed you at my mercy back there in the cave. Some of my men told me to kill you, but I spared you, for I said, I will never harm the king. He is the Lord's anointed one. This story tells us the heart of King David, who has the fear of God. He understands the spiritual principle of heaven. He is a man of God's own heart. He wanted to please God. He listened to the warning of the Holy Spirit inside his heart. And he said, I will not touch the Lord's anointed one. That was Saul. Even though Saul was unfair, even though Saul tried to persecute him and killed him, but he left the issue with God to take care of Saul. Saul was not a good man And God would take care of that situation. He will not put the matter into his own hand. David put this matter in the hands of God. 1 Samuel chapter 26 verses 1 to 9. Now some men from Ziph came to Saul at Gilbea to tell him David is hiding on the hill of Hakilah, which overlooks Jeshinom. So Saul took 3,000 of Israel's elite troops and went to hunt him down in the wilderness of Sif. Saul camped along the road besides the hill of Hakila, near Jeshimom, where David was hiding. When David learned that Saul had come after him into the wilderness, he sent out spies to verify the report of Saul's arrival. David slipped over to Saul's camp one night to look around. Saul and Abner, son of Ner, the commander of his army, were sleeping inside a ring formed by the slumbering warriors. Who will volunteer to go in there with me? David asked Ahimelech, the Hittite, and Abishai, son of Syria, Joab's brother. I will go with you. Abishai replied. So David and Abishai went right into Saul's camp and found him asleep with his spear stuck in the ground beside his head. Abner and the soldiers were lying asleep around him. God has surely handed your enemy over to you this time, Abishai whispered to David. Let me pin him to the ground with one thrust of the spear. I won't need to strike twice. No, David said, don't kill him. For who can remain innocent after attacking the Lord's anointed one? My brothers and sisters, these two stories tell us that it's so important to honor, respect, and submit to God's authority. We need to understand that the people with authority on earth Receive authority from the King of all kings, the Almighty God. They may not be perfect. They may make mistakes. It's not our responsibility to attack them, to kill them, to criticize them, or judge them. We should not touch or attack the Lord's anointed one. They may be the boss in your workplace, the school teacher, the president or the pastor and elders in your church. I remember the story about Miriam and Aaron in Numbers chapter 12, verses 1 to 10. I would not read for you, but I remember the story that Miriam and Aaron attacked Moses, who was anointed by God to be the leader of Hebrews at that time. They say that, why did you marry This foreign woman, only God speak to you. God could speak to us too. God was so angry with Miriam and Aaron because they touched the Lord's anointed. And what happened? God show example in the Bible so that we will not do the same thing. He allowed Miriam to be attacked by leprosy. You can see here that a lot of Christians make it into trouble. Even though their thoughts are right, that the leaders are doing wrong, but they don't keep their mouth shut. They criticize. They put a thumb down in the YouTube. They attack the pastor and leaders and the appointed men and women of God. And they spread rumors and say some bad things and try to pull people out from the church. My brother, sister, don't do that. It's not your job to judge the leaders. It's the job of God. It's not your job to take revenge. It's not your job to really criticize anybody. Your job is to pray for and love your leaders and appointed man and woman of God. That person can be a leader of another church, not your own church, if you see he's doing something wrong, just leave him alone. Touch your mouth and go on with your business and go on with the calling of God in your life. Let God handle that person. We should love the Lord and have the reverent fear toward the Lord. If you have the reverent fear toward the Lord, you will not touch his anointed leaders. Proverbs chapter 8, verse 13 say, All who fear the Lord, will hate evil, therefore I hate pride, and arrogance, and corruption, and perverse speech. You see, when we fear the Lord, we will not think that we are better than the leaders whom God appointed. We will not use our corrupted speech or perverse speech to attack anybody because we have the reverent fear toward the Lord. The Bible gave us so many scriptures concerning the benefit and blessing of people who walk in the fear of God. I give you example, a few examples. Psalm 33, verses 18 to 19. I believe God wants to bless you, but you need to do your part. You need to understand the heart of God. The Bible says, Behold, the eyes of the Lord is on those who fear Him, on those who hope in His mercy, to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. When you walk in the fear of God, you don't criticize your leaders or the leaders of the society or the appointed, anointed leaders that God put in each institution. You have to fear of God. God say, I will deliver you from any accident, from death, from cancer, from any sickness and disease. And I will even bless you in the time of pandemic, in the time of famine. You see, God promised this. I love that. I want to be that man. I don't want to open my mouth to criticize anybody, especially the anointed leaders of God. Not only that, those who fear the Lord will receive God's wisdom. In Psalm 111, verse 10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all those who do His commandments. His praise endures forever. If you want the wisdom from God in running your business, in doing your work, in building up your family, in serving the Lord, in anything you do in your life. Wisdom is so good. You need to have the fear of God in your life. And those who fear the Lord will not touch the Lord's anointed. And when you walk in submission and in the fear of God, when you command the devil to leave you alone, he will run away from you. James chapter 4 verse 7, Submit yourself therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Many times the devil attacks people who sin or who rebel against God because that person walks in the same road as the devil. The road of rebellion, the road of sin, the road of pride and arrogance and speaking lies and speaking wrong things. So when people do those sins or practice those prideful things, they open the door for the devil to attack because they don't submit to God. They don't walk in the fear of God. And the devil attack those people with poverty, sickness, accident, failure, all kinds of curses. My brother and sister, let us walk in the fear of God. And when the devil tries to come near your home, you say, get out of here, and he will run away from you. He will not touch your children, your wife, your business, your household. The Bible always tells us to respect, love, and submit to our leaders. Now I'm talking about the church leaders now. I want to emphasize about the church life now. As we serve the Lord, I ask you please, find a good local church. And if you cannot find a good local church in your city because it's a non-Christian country and no good church there, I really sympathize. That's why we have online now to at least meet each other and try to have revival meetings in every place so that we can meet together. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 7 says, Remember your leaders who taught you the word of God. Think of all the good that has come from their life and follow the example of their faith. My brother and sister, you are not in the same shoes as your leader. Your leaders are not perfect. He may make some mistake. Every leader has some weakness and some strength. Therefore, instead of focusing on his or her weakness, you should love your leaders and appreciate and pray And try to do everything to make your leader have the uh, morale, the strength to serve the Lord. Encourage your leader. Love them. Amen. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17. Obey your leaders and submit to their authority. They keep watch over you as men who must give an account. Obey them so that their work will be a joy, not a burden, For that would be of no advantage to you. My brother and sister, it's so important to encourage your pastors and your elders and leaders in your group so that they will have the good morale and the strength to serve you and to help you to grow. Amen. Therefore, this is opposite to killing the leader, attacking the leader or criticizing, or gossiping, or spreading rumor against leaders. I'm not talking about only your own leaders. Please don't even touch pastor of other church. Don't even criticize the preacher of other denominations or organization. It's not your job. You are not the judge. Only God is the judge. Just keep your mouth shut, pray for them, love them, and appreciate Or these people who serve them, they may make mistakes, they may have some wrong attitude and motive. It's their business with God. God will take care. And I have seen that so many times. I dare not open my mouth to criticize any preacher and pastor around the world. But I notice when they do wrong, and they have wrong motive in serving, eventually God really judge them himself. I don't have the job to judge anybody. 1 Timothy chapter 5, verses 17 to 20, the elders who direct the affairs of the church well are worthy of double honor, especially those whose work is preaching and teaching. For the scripture says, do not muscle the ox while it is trading out the grain, and the worker deserves his wages. Do not entertain an accusation against an elder Unless it is brought by two or three witnesses, those whose sin are to be rebuked publicly, those who criticize about the pastor or leader must be dealt with because the devil want to hit the head if the head fall into sin or have some problem of false accusation, the whole church will suffer, so that the others may take warning, My brother and sister, please. Love your pastor. I have a plan to record the video and teaching about why should we love our pastor. So I will come up with that teaching one of these days. But please support, honor, submit to your leaders. Submit is a hard attitude. You say, I submit to your authority. And if the command is biblical, to build a kingdom, and that command has the same witness in your heart that is right, you should obey that command. If you are offended or you are stumbled by your leaders or people who have authority, this is what the Bible says about how to handle conflicts, offenses, and some misunderstanding. In Matthew chapter 18, verses 15 to 20, Moreover, if your brother sins against you, that brother can be your leader. Go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he hears you, you have gained your brother. But if he will not hear, take with you one or two more, that by the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. And if he refuses to hear them, tell it to the church. But if he refuses even to hear the church, let him be to you like a heathen or a tax collector. And surely I say to you, whatever you bide on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again I say to you, if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven for where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. You can see here that when you have some misunderstanding or some conflicts with your leadership in the church, go directly to him or her, talk one-on-one first. God's heart is about reconciliation, about unity and oneness and harmony. If you can resolve the conflicts and the misunderstanding or the offense, the issue will be over. And then when you pray with your leader, God will answer from heaven. And you're going to see the powerful move of God in the church and in your life. But if your leader still sinning and don't want to repent, then you bring other leaders, maybe higher than him, to come and talk to him. You see, try to resolve the offense and the problem with the least amount of people involved. Don't spread rumor. Don't gossip. It's not God's will for us to attack our leader with our mouth or our words or do anything, maybe writing email. Many years ago, in New Hope International Church, the elders decided to give me a birthday gift I think I turned 55 or something like that. I don't remember the year. And some members in the church were not happy that I received the birthday gift from the church, even though I did not take any one penny as a salary from the first day I started the church. And this group of people start to send email and put in the blogs and attack me about why pastor received the birthday gift and about 20 people left the church. My brother and sister, that is not a godly way. We should not spread rumor and gossip. Second Corinthians chapter 12, verses 20 to 21, the Bible says, For I am afraid that when I come, I may not find you as I want you to be, and you may not find me as you want me to be. In other words, Paul says, I hope I don't find you sinning, living, a lifestyle of sin. I fear that there may be quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, faction, slander, gossip. You see the word? Slander, gossip, arrogance, and disorder, fighting and gossiping, causing chaos in the church. I am afraid that when I come again, my God will humble me before you, and I will be grieved over many who have sinned earlier and have not repented of the impurity, sexual sin, and debauchery in which they have indulged. My brother and sister, gossiping, slandering, attacking the anointed leaders of God, even though they are not perfect, are sins in the eyes of God. After you listen to this teaching, I would like to encourage you to really walk by love, walk in the wisdom of God, and control your mouth, control your heart, to love your leaders, and don't attack your leaders. If you have anything that you don't like, go talk to him or her directly. And from now on, in the churches of God, we will really live a life and serve him in the way We please Him, and the devil will not have his hands in the church. He cannot destroy God's people because we walk in righteousness, in love, by faith, in humility, and in the fear of the Lord. In conclusion, God has the highest authority. God appointed some people to be leaders, anoint them and give them authority over different churches and institutions, As we are the follower, we need to submit to God's authority by submitting to the delegated authority. We should honor those people, love them and pray for them, and we should seek to build unity, love, and harmony in the church. We should walk in the fear of God so that God can protect us and bless us and take care of us and give us wisdom. Thank you so much. I believe you're going to put this into practice and you're going to see the favor and the grace of God in your life, just like He gave to King David. In Jesus' name, Amen. God bless you. We trust that this message is ministered to you. My friend is that I'm on a friend. So we're going